Hello, everyone. This is Mark Anthony with Edge on Regen Show, the place where we bring the best of the best doctors, nurse practitioners, neurologists in their niche and in their industry. We have a special guest today. We have Dr. Joseph Clark here with us. You can get a hold of him at 412-615-3804. Again, 412-615-3814. You can also find him at AspirePittsburgh.com. Aspire. Pittsburgh.com. It's about time I get an easy uh, business to say. Sometimes I get these long words, aspirepittsburgh.com. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I had to go for the, the trifecta. You can find him in Wexford, Pennsylvania. That's right. Today, we're going to be talking about a few things. And before we do, don't you just want to feel like when you were younger, everyone? Don't you want to, don't you wish you could sometimes feel like the, the version you felt when you're in your early 20s. I know I do. And, and today we're going to be talking about something that's really close to my heart lately. And I think it will be since I'm 47 years old. I've noticed that the engine has slowed down a little bit. This 1976 Mustang has slowed down. The, the, the spark plugs are getting a little bit older. Guys, your vehicle is your, is your car. Invest in you. So today we're going to be talking about, and this is the topic this is the, uh, I call it the magic pill to feel better. Or is it? Is it a magic pill? Or are we talking about pills? So again, thank you so much, Dr. Uh, Joseph Clark, for being here with us. Thank you. Not a problem. Appreciate it. Not a problem. I'd like to ask you before we get into talking about this magic pill, um, how did you get into uh, being a doctor? Tell, tell, tell us your story. Ah, wow. Big story. So, um, you know, I've been a physician for a little over 20 some years, 24 years almost. And, um, you know, I got into medicine strictly because my stepfather was a general practitioner mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, he kind of influenced my early life and, uh, you know, felt that I had what I could, what I needed to go to medical school. And so, he was a big influence on my life. And that's what kind of got me into the uh, desire to go into the medical field. And then um, as I did that, you know, I really liked the procedural work. I really liked the sicker patients. I, I liked the freedom to do a lot of different things. You know, I like pediatrics. I like some, right. some of the medical stuff with internal medicine. I like the procedural stuff. And I thought emergency medicine kind of fit that bill. So uh, my majority of my career has been as an emergency physician. I'm board certified, residency trained, ER doc. And uh, I got into this uh, type of medicine about five to six years ago, only because I wanted to do something a little different. I saw, you know, so many patients coming into the emergency department that were just younger and younger and younger, and were getting more and more pills thrown at them and just didn't seem to be really making much difference. And so that kind of sparked a little bit of an interest in me to kind of see what else there was out there to, to kind of specialize in. And um, myself at the time, you know, I was getting older. I was in my late 30s, early 40s and was having some symptoms and side effects of things. And so that led me to my own doctor. I didn't like to treat myself. So I liked, I went to my own doctor and that kind of started me down this road too. And I, I really saw how even though doctors and my own doctor was very good, he didn't really know a lot about testosterone replacement. And there was a lot of I don't know if it was correct um, viewpoints on it and so forth. And so mm -hmm. that led me to research a little bit more, get some more training and um, eventually led to me starting this practice. Wow. So you're, would you say that your 
your passion for your TRT kind of started with yourself? Yeah, no, I would say so. I mean, I, I, you know, felt pretty lousy. I was having a lot of different side effects and symptoms. And, um, you know, I saw how the general medical community, you know, in terms of how traditional medicine is, really didn't feel like treating testosterone deficiency was an important thing. Um, they kind of feel like, well, if your level's 300, that's fine. And it's not fine. It's the same level for someone who's 20 as it is for someone who's 90 uh, when it comes to the reference scale and, and the, in the viewpoint of general medicine. And so I just felt that, you know, something else has to be done, you know? So I, I reached out to some, a clinic very similar to ours at the time and started there. Um, and, you know, after doing that for a short period of time, I thought, you know, I could do this. This is pretty interesting to me and I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy, you know, learning more about this. And so that led me to seek out my business partner, Tomo Morjanovic, who um, runs our clinic down in the Orlando area and had the established clinic there. And, you know, I wanted to start a clinic up north, but I'm not a businessman. I'm a physician. And so <clears throat> he is more of the business side of things. And so we met and things just kind of solidified. We thought, hey, let's get this clinic going up in the north. And so we did. And it's been very successful and things have been going really great. And, um, you know, he's been kind of working on the business side of things to help us expand as a as a as a business and as a clinic. Um, but we needed each other, you know, he was good. a medical person. He was more of a business entrepreneur. Your giftings. Yep. And I didn't have that skill set. And so, you know, it worked out pretty well for the both of us. That's awesome. So the the kick, the number one thing I'd like to ask here is testosterone just for muscle building or even, you know, just so you can have uh, a better sexual side. Because a lot of people talk about that, that when you take testosterone, you know, uh, you're, when you start working out, you're able to get really great muscle build. It actually sticks when you're taking it. And then of course, let's say your libido is very low. They said that a lot of people say that, Hey, you know, it, it allows, it arises. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, I think testosterone replacement, you have to look at it from the standpoint of <clears throat> it is not an anabolic cycle. There's differences in how mm. people take testosterone. Testosterone I think a lot of the stigma that comes from testosterone has been because of people who have used it for the anabolic reasons in the past. And so, you know, there are still people that use it for anabolic cycles and, you know, I'm not here to judge anyone for their personal right. decisions, but, you know, if you use it in a, in a high dose situation and you're cycling it, that's a totally different thing than what testosterone replacement therapy is. Testosterone replacement therapy is basically trying to get you back to where you should be for your age and to get you to a level that's appreciable for the age that you're, you're at, okay? And so, mm -hmm. you know, there is this epidemic that we really don't know reason for where men and even women, but men are having lower and lower testosterone levels than the generation before. Um, men today have lower testosterone levels than their grandparents do. And they don't know why. They don't know if it's because of plastics that we're using. They don't know if it's because of hormones in our food. They don't know if it's because of chemicals that they spray our food with. It's, it could be a number of things, but they've statistically seen over the last three generations where testosterone levels have declined substantially. And so <clears throat> we're seeing more and more men in their younger years have substantial problems. Um, and it, like you said, you know, it's not just the sexual side of things and the muscular stuff that comes with it. 
testosterone is not a wonder drug. And the reasons or the reasons we're giving it to patients for replacement therapy, again, this is just where you're supposed to be. So it's not going to give you that anabolic effect that you may be thinking or hoping for is getting you to where you should be for your age. And so could you improve your physique and your muscular tone and everything like that with it? Absolutely. If you're working out and you're, you now have the substrate to, to build muscle that you didn't have for who knows how long, and now you do have that, then obviously your physique is going to change and your body composition is going to change. We do see a lot of men and women who lose weight, uh, mainly fat, after starting testosterone because it's been shown that it decreases visceral fat, which then decreases insulin resistance, which then improves your body's metabolism and you have less chances to gain weight because of the insulin resistance. So it does have a lot of that effect. But, um, you know, there are the things that come back with that in terms of your sexual interest and libido. That's a lot of things that we're really not making it hyper acute, but we're trying to get you back to where you Better. should as a, you know, 30, 40, 50 year old person. And so, you know, uh, sexual side effects are, are, are big in medicine right now. You know, the Cialis, the, the, the I uh, Viagra's, I mean, they're big money makers, but they don't treat the root cause, which could very well be testosterone deficiency. You see that quite a bit. Um, and so, you know, in general medicine or traditional medicine, most patients are treated with those drugs before they're ever treated with testosterone. And a lot of times it just means or just takes fixing their testosterone levels to get those symptoms to go away. So, um, you know, like I said, big difference between, you know, the, the anabolic side of it and the replacement side of it, which is really where we're kind of focusing on. Wow. You know, it's interesting. And, and I actually, I would love your opinion on this. And again, I know it's just an opinion, so that's fine. Um, what would you say, you mentioned something that, you know, our grandparents had better testosterone at our age. And again, it's your opinion. What what do you think it is? Do you think it's the foods that we eat? They're a lot, maybe a lot different. They're, they're, you know, they're more, to say. I don't know. I think, I think some of it is, you know, environmental. I think um, we live much more sedentary lives than our grandparents probably did. So I think a lot of it is just activity. I mean, it's been very well shown that if you're more active, uh, if you do more physical work, that your testosterone levels are better. Um, and so, you know, I think okay. some of it's that they just did more physical labor than maybe this generation does. But I do think there's a lot of issues that come from our diets, not necessarily because of anything um, nefarious going on in the food supply, but we eat more processed food than ever before. Um, You're right. We eat, we eat more sugary foods than we've ever had before. We eat more carbohydrates than we've ever had before. And as we gain weight, um, body fat and, and um, weight gain and insulin resistance all feeds back into decreasing testosterone levels. So it could be some things in our food supply, um, whether it be hormones in our meats and um, things like that, or, you know, atrazine and things like that, that they spray on the food. It could be a lot of different things, but it could also be that, you know, we just don't eat the same foods nowadays that we did, you know, a generation ago, you know, they just are different foods um, and different types of foods. Um, so it could be a lot of things. Probably it is probably multifactorial, is my guess. Yeah, you know, I would have to agree with you on that. And you know, I, I noticed, so I, I'm 47 and, you know, so I'm an 80s kid. 
I and I noticed that the food back then in the 80s and 90, early 90s was a little bit different. And what I mean by that, I'm not trying to get all conspiracy theories. So I remember, do you remember those really in the 80s, the hostess cakes? Oh my God, they were so good. They were wrapped in the alum, actual real aluminum foil, not yeah. plastic. So if you were to go get a, a hostess cake right now, it's in a little plastic deal and it's tinier. It's also smaller. And it didn't have that freshness. It, I'm not saying anything about it, but it, now it just seems a lot more hard. Back then it was moist, it was soft. Yeah. And I just noticed like just things just maybe taste better or maybe I'm just getting older and I thought they taste better. <laughs> I, think I, we definitely use, I think we definitely use more preservatives in our food. I think we definitely package food much different. We process food much different. Um, you know, just the plastics that we use to, to reheat and store food, you know, I mean, that's very well shown that, you know, microwaving and plastics, cause kinds of stuff that come out of the plastic. So, I mean, and again, I'm no conspiracy theorist either, but these are things that have been shown to happen. Um, and so, so radiation think, too could probably hurt the cells. Oh uh, yeah, I would, I would guess. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know. Uh, but uh, uh, mm -hmm. it's just, it's interesting to see that, you know, things are just slowly dwindling over the course of people's um, generations. And like I said, you know, we're seeing people now in their twenties and thirties and even some, you know, I've had some people that are, you know, barely over 25 years old that have just dismal testosterone levels. And it's, it's interesting. It's, it's not, it's not um, interesting in a good way. It's concerning, but nonetheless, um, you know, it leads to a lot of problems in terms of emotional and psychiatric problems um, just because people don't feel like they should, um, a lot of body image issues because of you know, gaining weight and so forth, um, sexual side effects that come into that, uh, and then fertility issues that may come into that as well. So there's a lot of issues that kind of come off of this. You know, it's interesting, and, and I'm kind of staying on the subject just a little bit. We'll go to the next question, but I was looking at a picture from the 70s of the beach, and what was interesting when I was looking at the picture of the 70s and the beach and the picture now, people were thinner. Which, so I'm, I, I, again, I'm just putting, you know, one plus one is two, you know, not, not saying I'm a, a doctor at it, but things that make you think. And, but what's also weird too, is that we're also living longer. So that's another, you know, if you were to compare the living, you know, length of people in the 70s. It was actually a little bit shorter from studies that I've done. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying I'm correct or anything, but when you look at it now, people are living a lot longer. So it's interesting. There's this, you know, uh, double side effect. But the next question I have is for testosterone for women. You know, a lot of people think that testosterone is only for men. You know, um, I've heard, I've even heard my own wife say this. I'm not going to take testosterone. I'm like, watch, you know, I don't want to be hairy. I don't want to look like you. I'm like, okay, well, thanks. Um, <laughs> is it, so what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, testosterone replacement in women is a very interesting topic. I mean, we do a lot of it. Um, most of the time when we do it, it's because women may come to us and say, Hey, I, I have no sexual interest whatsoever. I love my husband. I love my partner, but there's just nothing there. There's no interest. There's no, no fire. I can't get things to be better. Right. And um, you know, it's putting a stress on my relationship. It's being putting a stress on, on both of us. And so, you know, just looking at their lab studies and then seeing that their testosterone levels are dismally low, you know, you can really change somebody's 
life, you know, with just a little bit of testosterone to improve those things that you're dealing with. Now, there's also the, and I always tell patients, there's the short-term benefit and the long-term benefit. The short-term benefit being, you know, obviously you want to, you know, feel better, look better, sexually perform better. Mm-hmm. But then there's a long-term gain in that, you know, in terms of osteoporosis risk, risk wow. of muscle loss as you grow older. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I see in the emergency department as people get older are uh, hip fractures from falls. People that fall can't get up off the floor because they don't have the muscle strength they once had. They don't have the um, the ability to you know walk as well as they could or, or even just get up off the floor if they were to have a fall. Uh, wrist, uh, uh, hip fractures and vertebral fractures are very big causes of uh, morbidity and mortality in older people. And so you know just the bone density side of things that comes into play with osteoporosis testosterone does combat that because you maintain more muscle mass that improves your bone density and cardiovascular everything. And yeah, all those things downstream have a benefit. So, you know, yeah, there's the benefit of the sexual improvement and so forth, you know, in the short term, but in the long term, there's a lot of benefit in terms of your ability to maintain muscle mass and bone density as you age, because, you know, those are things that will put you in the ground as far as morbidity and mortality. So, you know, there's a lot of benefit from that standpoint also. And there's really no risk um, with giving testosterone to women. You know, the biggest things that we'll see is more uh, physical side effects where you might see some hair thinning or, or or acne breakouts if the dose is too high. But usually it's dose dependent and just backing off on those doses improves those situations. So it's usually very well tolerated. And we're using very, very minute amounts as opposed to a male, you know, supplementation wise. And so, you know, it's, it's a much smaller amount. It doesn't take a ton and it can make a profuse, you know, impact mm-hmm. on, on someone. Wow. So what would you say for testosterone for women? Is there, is there really, is there really any side effects? And the reason I'm kind of honing in on that is I know that we already talked about the hair thing, but are there any, really any bad side effects? Cause there's an old school saying, you know, anything that's too good to be true is, <laughs> too good to be true or or anything that's works really great you know there's right. going to be there could be a kickback just like if i eat too many twinkies it's okay for every twinkie once in a while but if i eat a twinkie every day i'm going to be looking like a twinkie right i mean i think the the biggest thing is you know when we start we see patients and they they are considering this the biggest questions that i see are is this going to make me aggressive is this going to make me angry all the time is it going to make me muscle bound and things like that i don't want to lose my feminine right you know, side of things. And it's really not, like I said, we're, we're only trying to get you to the higher end of the, the lab scale. When we do your blood work, if you're way at the low bottom, we're just trying to get you maybe to the top end of that lab scale, maybe just even a little bit past, not super therapeutic to where you're having, you know, all kinds of side effects and symptoms. Usually when side effects and symptoms come into play, it's because you're just simply on too much. And so just tailoring that dose to fit the patient usually is all that's necessary. Um, yeah, no, not- okay. Like I said, there are people that always fall out of that, that sometimes people just don't like how they feel on it or don't tolerate it well or whatever, whatever. But I, I would have to say the vast majority of women do very well on testosterone and it makes a gra- grand difference, um, not just in the things we talked about, but also, again, the visceral fat loss, the, um, the muscle um, maintenance that allows them to burn more fat, that allows them to feel more vibrant, allows them to go outside and do more things because they have more energy and more physical ability, you know, those are the things that as they age, you know, play a big part. 
you know, I, I love what you do. And I'll tell you why a lot of people don't realize that I would say, and again, this is just me. I'm no doctor, but it probably 90, 95% of people need TRT and they don't realize. It. And they just think, you know, I'm just getting older. See, that's a lie that's been said to us, you know, yeah, unfortunately, the medical community, I mean, they kind of tell you that, you know, they're, they they use that statement, you know, it's just part of growing old. You know, I've, I've seen many patients yeah. that have seen yeah. their doctor about this or have done a home testosterone test or what yeah. have you. And they say, hey, my T is low. And they go to their doctor about it and they go, that's ah, just part of gr- growing old. You just have to deal with it. Well, I and, can say it, but you're right. But see, I can say this. So I'm going to throw this out there. And guys out there in Internet land, you know, I'm not a physician. This is an actual doctor. So I'm going to say it. The reason why I believe I could be wrong. I'm okay with that, but it's because they can't make money off of it. So if they're not, if the big box doctors out there are unable to make money on this guys and your insurance doesn't cover it, that means they got the good stuff. Let me tell you why. A lot of these big box doctors are going to say, take this pill. And then after you're done, but when that pill starts to wear off, they're going to be like, don't worry about it. Take this other pill. See this pill will patch, it'll make you feel better, but your right leg will start to numb or you'll start to get a little tingle in your nose every five minutes. I'm exaggerating, my friends. What I'm saying is you can't keep covering things with pills and pills. Oh, but it doesn't, but it doesn't cover. That's why I mentioned the car. You are worth it, my friends. Find a regenerative medicine doctor, find somebody. Call Dr. Talk to Clark. He can also do it. You guys can do a counsel, I'm sure. On Zoom, I'm sure you guys do things like that. But all I'm saying it to people out there, if they don't take insurance, it doesn't mean you stop there. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I mean, one of the things that, you know, has kind of led me into this type of medicine is that, you know, a lot of medical practice nowadays is dictated by um, insurance companies. Right. And that's just the sad reality of things. And it's dictated by pharma, um, you know, as a physician and, you know, it's maybe not even the physician's fault. I mean, the physician only has so much time to research and look into new, new medical exactly. therapies and so forth. And if the drug rep comes in and says, Hey, this is the new latest and greatest, you should use this and we'll leave some samples for you to give your patients. That's what they're going to use. And um, so, you know, pharma definitely impacts what is used in medicine without a doubt. Pharma definitely impacts um, reimbursement. Pharma definitely impacts insurance companies and what they're willing to pay for. Um, And so, you know, (laughs) it's taken me a while in my career, but I definitely see now that, you know, medicine and in general and insurance companies and pharma don't make money if you are well. And they're not interested really in you being well. They're interested in you maybe continuing to be sick. Um, and, you know, I don't know. That sounds that, weird. That sounds weird, though, to us. It sounds bad to say that, but it, it really has some truth to it. I'm not saying everybody works in the insurance realm and everybody works in pharma is a bad person. It's not the case. But, you know, pharma is a multi-billion dollar industry. Insurance companies, multi-billion dollar industry. If they can't make money they can't explain things to their shareholders and it's just how it is. I mean, so you have to, you have to, as a person, as a patient, you have to question things. You have to look at it with both eyes open. You have to look at it and say, well, I respect my physician and my doctor, but 
maybe I want to get another opinion on things. Um, you know, I, I respect how they were taught and what their opinion is on things, but maybe I want to talk to someone else about something that is a different alternative, you know? A hundred percent, you know, like because, I can give it, yeah. you're right. Well, here's an example. Like, let's say you have neuro, uh, neuropathy or let's say you struggle with uh, diabetes. Can reverse neuropathy. I know some people don't believe it, but I believe that, that you can and but a lot of uh places will say no just take this pill and take this pill the next you know you got a leg missing now of course there are some instances that that you know it's depending on how bad that that diabetes is but um I, i'm going to throw this out there i'm going to read this right here it says about 128,000 people died from drugs prescribed to them this makes prescription drugs a major health risk ranking fourth with stroke as a leading cause of death. I mean, I mean, if we look at that yearly and we're, it's like we're doing insanity. We're doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, my friend. So, you know, if you're looking, if you're not, if you're feeling low, you're feeling like, man, I just don't have that umph. I'm tired. Guys, this stuff really works. Now let's go into this next, uh, um, question that I have pellets versus injections. I know there's pellets that you can put into your, your buttocks, you know, size of a rice grain. And then there's of course creams and, and then there's injections and some people are scared of the injections and some people don't. What are your thoughts on that? So there's a lot of different modalities. Um, pellets are something that we don't do in our clinic. Um, and there's a few reasons why one is that to feel your best, my philosophy is that being as close to physiologic is what's going to make you feel your best. Being as close to what your natural physiology is, is going to make you feel your best. If you take a pellet, that pellet has a massive dose that is going to be released as it's placed. I mean, it's meant to be time released, but you're still going to get a fairly large bolus of that hormone. So you're going to have a very high peak and then you're going to drop off, okay, in terms of the pharmacological metabolism curve. Mm -hmm. If you're taking something like an injection uh, a few times a week or a, even a cream that you take twice a day, those peaks and valleys are going to be much less severe. Okay. And when you have much less of that, you're going to have a lot less side effects. Side effects typically come when you have these large surges and then drops in the, in the levels of the hormone. Mm -hmm. People will tend to feel like they're on top of the world with the pellet in the first few weeks, maybe, a, you know, a month. And then they tend to crash because as that pellet wears off, their levels tend to go down as well. And so they kind of have this little bit of a roller coaster ride. Now, there are people that use pellets who feel very well on them and they like them. Um, they like the convenience of them and they don't have to take an injection or a pill every day. So there's a lot of convenience factor to it. However, my thoughts on them are that, that they're very much not like your natural physiology. Um, injections, not like your physiology as much either, but much closer in terms of you're doing it a couple times a week as opposed to, you know, once every few months. Um, so you're going to have a lot less of that peaks and valleys. Cream, same thing. You know, you're a lot less that peak and valley. So it depends on, you know, the person. It depends on the circumstance. Um, everyone's you know, different. Everyone's different. So, you know, I, I'm not here to bash any one particular method or anything like that. I try to talk to the patient and, and see what method they have interest in. 
and then try to give them the pluses and minuses of it so they can make an educated decision. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no harm in trying one method and then switching to another method. You can do that. Um, so if one doesn't work for you, then don't write it off. You can do a different method and mm-hmm. maybe have very good success with it. Wow. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of different options out there. You know, it's really kind of finding what works best for you. Um, Let's talk about that, the cream. I want to yeah. dig in the cream. Um, when you, you've, I'm sure you've tried the cream. Because mm-hmm. you, you help people with it. <laughs> but uh, you'd be surprised some people haven't. Um, would you say the cream works just as well for you? Again, you're different than somebody else because I could try the cream and it works better for me than the injection. But just for yourself, would you say that the cream works just as good as the injection? I think if you're getting the cream compounded in a good compounding pharmacy and it's made well, then yes, I think it is very just as efficacious as it oh, is. Wow. The the differences between the two, there are some things you have to keep in mind. One is the like I said, the application of it. So you have to do it a couple times a day, morning and night, typically. So if you have a compliance factor in there, where you say, hey, you know, I live a busy lifestyle. I forget to take my medicines. I may, you know, get busy and forget to put it on. There's that part that plays into it because it doesn't do you any good if you don't take it. So, you know, there's a compliance factor there. Sometimes it's easier to comply with something you do twice a week versus something that you do twice a day. So there's a compliance factor. Secondly, there with creams, there is a risk of transference, meaning that if you put it on, you don't wash yourself well, you pick up your child, you could potentially transfer that drug to the child, which can cause a lot of problems. And so, you know, we always mm. tell patients if you're going to apply it, apply it at night or in the morning and wash your hands very well. Um, if you have small children in the house, be very careful. Um, and we usually try to recommend a different method if they do have small children, just because people sometimes may forget to wash their hands or something like that. So there's, there's things that come into play with, with all of these different things. The, um, the cream does work well in terms of getting you to the level that you're at. Like yeah. I said, less peaks and valleys, so they're going to tend to tolerate it very well. Because there's less of a bolus dose given, there's less of the aromatization of testosterone to estrogen. And so they have less estrogenic side effects with testosterone that's given daily. Mm-hmm. And... Um, if men have a lot of issues with sexual problems, um, DHT or dihydrotestosterone is typically the reason behind that. That's a metabolite of testosterone. Mm-hmm. And you get more DHT conversion when it's applied to the skin, mainly the scrotal area. So if people come to me specifically for sexual dysfunction, they have really bad sexual dysfunction. They say, I've tried every drug out there. I still have issues. Then sometimes I'll you know, recommend trying the cream just because there's higher amounts of DHT that's produced, which can give better outcomes with sexual dysfunction. That being said, the higher the DHT, the more problem with hair loss, with hair thinning. So if you're already thinning, you know, with your hair, the more DHT that you produce could cause more rapid hair thinning. And so, you know, I always tell men, you know, if you're concerned about your hair loss, this could accelerate that. Um, So the top does tend to cause more of that than the injection. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, So, you know, usually educate patients on that. Um, But, you know, sometimes men have a hang up on that. Sometimes they don't, you know, if they look like me and are already, you know, shaving their head, then they're like, yeah, whatever. It's what it is. But, you know, I usually tell men, if you're already thinning, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen at an accelerated rate. Um, If you have a very thick head of hair, it's probably not going to do much, you know? Um, So you just have to kind of try it and see. So 
you're saying what I'm hearing you say is that for men, it, it could accelerate a little bit if you're already if you're really bad. Now, would you say for me, somebody like me, if I were to I got a full head of lettuce, okay. I'm like a Monchichi from the 80s. Um, would you say if I were to start taking, say, TRT, and by the way, um I'm not, but if I were, would it would I what are your thoughts? I think you may see a little bit, but it's probably not going to be as much as you're concerned about because <laughs> very thick head of hair, you know. So um, I always tell patients, you just have to try and see. But men who are in their 30s and 40s that are still with a full head of hair, I know, they're probably not going to have much, if, if any, issues. I had a doctor tell me this the other day. This is funny. I brought that question up to me. He already told me. He goes, first we were talking, he goes, I go, well, it, well it, what if somebody struggles with anger? Will they be like really ragey? And he goes, well, here's the deal. If you're already a prick, you're just going to probably be more of a prick. <laughs> and, and then and then the next one was uh, I go I go I go I'm afraid if, if, I, if I do the injection I'm gonna lose my hair he goes bro he goes Arnold Schwarzenegger is he bald I go no he goes is Sylvester Stallone bald I go no I go but they're rich <laughs> but my point is he did have a point yeah yeah you know that's a valid point but if anybody <laughs> took it the most is them yeah, if you're if you're already in your late 30s and 40s and still have a full head of hair, it's probably going to do very little to nothing. Um, if you're already thinning, then you're probably going to see some accelerated hair loss. It's just reality, you know. Um, and so, you know, I would just keep that in mind. Yeah, awesome. So, um, again, uh, thank you so much for for being here on the show. I know for a fact we're gonna uh, would love to have you again because you. The great thing about Dr. about um, Dr. Joseph is he does he does more than just TRT. We're talking about TRT right now. But before we get off, before you tell us, you know, how we can find you on online on beautiful Internet land. Tell us about some of the stuff that you do in your practice besides uh, testosterone. Yeah. So we do um, peptide therapy, which is a Love whole other discussion. Um, so a lot of a lot of work with peptides, uh, hormone replacement, obviously medical directed weight loss, not because we're, we don't like to really call ourselves a weight loss clinic. We're not a weight loss clinic, but we like to direct patients on proper diet, um, maybe improve their lab panel with regards to their fasting insulin levels and things like that. So that they can be eating the right diet for what we're seeing in their blood work and try to get the weight off the way they should be getting it off. Um, we do some aesthetics in the uh, Pittsburgh clinic. So Botox, filler, some facial treatments, some body treatments. We do a lot of that kind of stuff. So we do that also at the, at the Pittsburgh office. And um, in the Florida office, we also do what's called a superhuman protocol, which is red light therapy, hyperoxygenation, um, all that stuff. So there's a few things down there that are a little different. Um, if they want to find us, www.aspirerejuvenation.com. Aspirerejuvenation.com is our um company website. So you can direct it at either clinic from there. We also still have the Aspire Pittsburgh site up, but the AspireRejuvenation.com is the main site for us. Um, all of our contact information is on there. Obviously, Google is you know, a good place for us as well if you need to find us. Um, we are in the Pittsburgh in the Florida Orlando cl uh, clinics uh, area, but we do telemedicine as well and we're licensed mm. in multiple states. So we can do telemedicine to a number of uh, other states if necessary. So we have patients all over the country. So, um, you know, please, you know, reach out if there's anything that we can do for you, because um, I think, you know, we're seeing more and more people since COVID take a vested interest in their health, not because 
they don't trust conventional medicine, but I think they're a little more skeptical now than they were. You know, I think people just kind of accepted carte blanche, you know, Hey, my doctor and what they tell me is, you know, correct. And I trust them and not to say that doctors aren't trustworthy, but I think people look at things with a little bit of a different microscope nowadays. And so, um, you know, if we can help in any way, please look us up. No, I got to go one more time. I have one more thing. I, you're, you're <laughs> my, my, uh, my, I got fireworks going on in my head right now. So everyone, I want to throw this out there to you. You can get a hold of, uh, Dr. Joseph Clark at 412-615-3804, 412-615-3804. Here's the thing. I, I love to have good news all the time. We already know with what, what's going on with um, our economy, with what's going on in the world, you know, we don't need to, 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 to be negative, but we know that there's going to be another variant coming. We know that we're not trying to doom and gloom, but what I'm going to tell you is I'm not a doctor, but it's good to start taking care of yourself now. And TRT is not going to, not going to hurt you. It's going to actually help you with vibrance. I believe, I, I know you can't say this, but I believe that it'll help when you're more vibrant and everything's strong. It's going to help you from, getting so sick so quickly too. And um, I'm just throwing that out there, my friends. Uh, think about it. Over the past three years, we're, we were taking an injection that we didn't even know was going inside us. The beautiful thing is we know what's going inside us here. Uh, anyways, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Joseph Clark. You are a blessing, blessings upon your business. And uh, just, uh, I'm excited that you're helping people. And I just want to say thank you for what you do. Um, you guys are awesome and unbelievable. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Of course.